Guys, I want to give you just a little bit of refresher while we go into this teaching. We were talking about this this morning. I want you to put this in the comments. I don't despise repetitive teaching. Mm. I don't despise repetitive teaching. In fact, let's put that in a positive. Say, I love repetitive teaching. Mm. I love repetitive teaching. I don't know if you guys, those of you who were in the um, in, in Live Your Dreams, Pastor Edwin was my VIP guest. And one of the things that we talked about is that there is this huge need of so many believers to get high off motivation, yeah. right? And we thank God for prophetic words. Mm -hmm. We thank God for guiding words and for bold declarations that tell us that wealth and riches should be in our house, that health, that our, our youth is in increasing um, and being restored like the eagles, that um, we are protected, that we have angels. We love those things. We love to hear it, right? But how many of you know that if we don't practically know how to walk out the word, we end up frustrated because what we are hearing prophesied over us is not what we are living in our lives, yes. Yes. right? Now, I want to tell you this. Shantae put it in comments, discipline over motivation. It is. One of the things that I noticed in the pandemic, and I'm just going to be honest with y'all this morning, fam, is that when y'all thought y'all might all die from COVID. Come on. When, when people were scared, when, when you were scared to take a deep breath out in public, then a lot of you were a lot more faithful and a lot more dedicated to the word. This goes back to something Pastor Elwin has also taught in the VIP that people are only moved by two things. Two. People are only moved by two things. People are moved by pain and people are moved by pleasure. That's it. So what we have found in 22 years of pastoring guys is that what happens for many of you is that when you are in excruciating pain, mm -hmm. you are faithful to God. Yeah. When, 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 when your marriage is so crazy that you can't stand to see them coming, when you are so broke, you don't yep. know what you're going to do. Yep. When, when, when you when you realize that you have made a mess and you let them take you down through there, you are so faithful. But the thing that I have noticed is that people who are moved by pain as their motivator, mm -hmm. when pain is their motivator, when they get to a comfortable place, they back up off of God. And when you say comfortable, it just means a lessening of the pain. A lessening it, of it pain. Doesn't it doesn't mean, mean it, it doesn't mean you're pain free. It's just I'm not in as much pain. And then they go and they they, they slack off. And then everybody, what happens? They go right back to that same amount of they pain. They go right back to that same amount of pain. And in truth, sometimes the pain is worse yes. because they have lived outside of that pain. Mm -hmm. So what you have to do is you have to grow up. Everybody say grow up in the comments. You have to grow up. And this is, I know this guys, I know that this is why a teaching ministry may not always be fun. Right. A teaching ministry may not always be fun because a teaching ministry isn't always going to be cue to organ. Isn't always going to be run around and it's tap your It's not always going to be motivation. It's not going to always be motivation. A teaching ministry is going to say, here is what God has promised. And here is our part. Mm -hmm. Here is what God has promised. And here is our part. And guys, I need you to hear me. 
You cannot shout when God is telling you to get up and move. Yep. You cannot sow when God is telling you to take a class. To, or to work. To work. You have to do the things that produce the results. Mm -hmm. So a teaching ministry, come on, Pastor Nitra, it calls us to action. A teaching ministry does not just sit back and say, God is going to do it. God is going to do it. This is going to be your turn. Turn around, touch your neighbor. You're going to get rich next week. A teaching ministry says, if you really believe that wealth and riches should be in your house, are you engaged with the principles that will do it? Yep, that's the question. If you really believe that your marriage should be days of heaven on earth, are you engaged with the practices that will do it? A teaching ministry is going to say to you that faith that does not have corresponding action is not biblical faith. Yeah. I told someone on Friday, I said, you cannot sow your way out of working. You can't, they become, they, we were having a conversation. They were talking about how much they're sowing and where they're sowing into, and, and they're sowing into this person, into that person, and that person. And I heard what they said, and I said, but you cannot sow your way out of working. The Bible tells us, it says that you need to sow and work. Go read it in Ecclesiastics. It says you don't know which one of these is going to prosper you, whether the sowing or the working. He says, but you need to do them both. And what a lot of people want to do is they want to take their money and just sow it and then have it come back in such abundance that they don't have to do the instructional part that God has told them. And I really want to help at least those who go to Fellowship of Champions to understand that anytime you hear somebody telling you you can do it that way, they are trying to get something from you. They're not really trying, whether they purposely are doing it or they're doing it out of ignorance. You cannot sow your way out of working. And I don't mean toiling. I mean working, doing the action steps that God has told you to do. Look at this. Uh, they pulled it up for us. It says, sow your seed in the morning and at the evening, let not your hands be idle. Let not your for hands you be do idle. not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether, or whether both. both will do equal yes. well. Yes. And this is so important to me. Thank you, you know, for pulling that up. You know, Pastor Edwin and I, you know, we deeply believe, we believe in tithing, we believe in sowing, we believe in those things. But we also know is that if you don't do the other things, you are going to be frustrated. You and you're going to say, I sowed all this seed and I don't have harvest. Now, on the other side of it, there are some of you who think you can work your way yep. without doing the other part. The promises of God, everybody put this in the comments. We got 72 of you here. The promises of God are not automatic. They require our participation. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't shared this broadcast, go ahead and do that. It ought to be 144 of you. So go ahead and share this and get somebody else on this broadcast. And, 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 and what I'm really learning, babe, is that while teaching may not be sexy, right. it will cause the people of God to be successful. Yes. It may not be sexy. There are times you're going to hear us teach and you're going to say, I need to step up. I need to change. I need to do better. Everything isn't always going to be rah, rah, rah. Everything isn't going to always be turn around three times and it's different. But guys, if you will learn to love repetitive teaching, if you will learn to love the mundane, 
doing the mundane things day after day, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Yes. We were talking about this because we're talking about the time. And we had some good teaching about the time that many of you reached out to us. And you said, to, uh, you said, hey, we really appreciate this teaching because we did misunderstand mm -hmm. that just because we brought the tithe, that was it. That money was somehow going to magically appear. So I'm going to keep saying this. The tithe is not magic beans. It is supernatural. It is not magic. magic. It is not magic. Sowing seeds is not magic beans it is supernatural it is not magic and working what god told you to work is not magic but it's supernatural but guys we gotta learn to work them all in tandem mm -hmm. we gotta learn to work them all in tandem and one of the things that i think that concerns me about the body of christ is that People seem to be really good at doing something as long as that's the teaching. Mm. So if we're talking about sewing, you're sewing. If we're talking about working, you're working. If we're talking about walking in love, you're walking in love. You have got to grow up to be able to lay those things on top of each other mm -hmm. and to discipline yourself that even when someone, and here's a good example. Let me take, let me give you a practical example. Um, I know that um, CJ is on here and he got a young baby, right? Mm -hmm. He's still telling this baby that she need to brush her teeth. He still got to tell Kaylee, did you wash you your face? Did yep. you brush your teeth? Did you, did you bathe? Mm -hmm. Right? I'm not calling Chase asking him if he brushed his teeth. Nope. If he bathed. Nope. Because the goal of the teaching is that Kaylee will grow up and be able to do it without someone standing over her. Guys, you got to grow up that no one has to say to you, read your Bible. You got to grow up that no one has to say to you, did you pray today? My goodness. You got to grow up that no one has to remind you. You got to some tie. friends who need to you hear know, this. You know, come on, you ought to be this. sharing this with everybody <laughs> because the reason that so many people are frustrated with God and frustrated with the church is that you think this is magic when it's supernatural. And the thing you said this morning, and I, you know, you just, it was so good as we were driving over here, you aren't, no one is exempt from this. It doesn't matter how long you've been in the church. It doesn't matter what level of success you've achieved. It doesn't matter whether you are a naturally happy person or a naturally uh, sad person or whatever, whatever you, you call yourself, nobody is exempt. These principles exist in the same way that gravity does. None of us are exempt from gravity. Any of us get on a 10-story building and jump, we're all going to hit the ground. Without a parachute, we're going to hit the ground, right? Because gravity works the same way for all of us. These principles Teach. that God has established are works for all of us. And sometimes people start to think that they are exempt from the principles. And that's when they get into this thing. Well, you know, I, I used to tie, but I, I kind of cut back a little bit. You know, and then and it may not. Oh, I used to be obedient, but now I'm a little disobedient. And it may not seem like anything is happening to you at the moment. But the longer you do that, the further away you get from the thing that was causing you success. Let me ask y'all. Can any of you be honest and say there have been times that you slid back off of what God said 
and you didn't feel the brunt of it immediately. Oh, come on. If you can't raise I, your hand can on you that, tell you're, you're being dishonest. You, you, you didn't feel the brunt of it immediately. Maybe you you missed that tie, or you start talking reckless to your spouse, or, or you weren't excellent at work. Whatever the thing is, and you it didn't catch you immediately. I'm going to tell you why I didn't catch you immediately. Grace and mercy was mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. Grace and mercy was working. The Holy Spirit was saying, come on back, St. Teresa. Come on back, Joshua. Come on, Everett. Get back and, online. And the enemy wants you to keep going because he, he wants to expose you at, with his with maximum potential. So he wanted you to get, he wants you to get into the habit of being disobedient or doing those things. So when you were on a stage, he could then expose you at a much bigger level. So that's part of the reason that it doesn't happen right then. Holy Spirit's talking to you. You got grace on your life, and the enemy's waiting to, is waiting to expose you to cause the maximum damage to you and to others. So if we're talking about what Pastor Ellen is saying to us in the guiding principles, right, the guiding word, it is imperative that we mature yep. and we are doing the things because part of what's going to keep us at ease is knowing that we are operating in alignment. Mm-hmm. Guys, do y'all hear what I'm saying? See, here's the thing. If you are a tither, it does not mean that you may not ever look like you don't have enough money. Right. It may look like you don't have enough money. But when you are a tither and you are doing what God is telling you to do, you can look at that financial deficit and you can say, I have a covenant with God that covers this deficit. And because I have a covenant with God that covers this deficit, no, I'm not sitting at home waiting on somebody to Mm -mm. just magically send Mm -mm. me a check. I am asking God to show me the plan to deal with this deficit. What is my next step? What That's is the my question next you should be asking step? Holy Spirit. What, what is, is my, my next step? step? Can y'all put that in the comments? What's my what next is step? my next step? There are some of you, you are sitting here today, and yes, you are tithers, and yes, you are sowers, and there may be times that you are doing all the work you know to do. I'm going to give you a piece of advice. Years ago, I heard somebody say, if you have done everything you know to do and nothing is changing, you need to study and make sure you know there everything that there is to do. There is to do, right. Because you can be doing everything you know to do, but it's not everything that you should do. Now, let me tell you why this is so important. Because when we looked at Malachi, we looked at Malachi. I want to read just Malachi 3. Where it says, well, look at this, because this was a place that we got correction last week, right? It says, bring ye all of the tithes into the storehouse, in God's house, that there may be provision where? In God's house. So you bring it in, and then when you bring it in, you are now qualified to prove me now herewith, says the Lord, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive. Now, come on, guys. We got to read the scripture with with intelligence. He says, what's the requirement? He says, you bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that you make sure there is meat in my house, and then you can prove me. Prove me over what? If I will not open the windows of heaven and do what? Pour you out a blessing. Everybody put it in the comments. What is a blessing? An empowerment. An empowerment to prosper. 
A car is not a blessing. Mm -hmm. It is the effect of a blessing. That's right. A house is not a blessing. A new job is not a blessing. Um, getting a parking space is not a blessing. It is the effect of that, mm -hmm. right? So we want to correct this language for us. Now, this guy, this don't mean that every time somebody gets on Facebook and say, I got blessed with a new car, that you got to go out here and correct them. No, you got to just remember that what they're really saying is this is the effect effect mm -hmm. of the empowerment to prosper I was, on me. I was given an empowerment to do that which I couldn't do on my own. Now, let's, what is an empowerment to prosper? I'm going to give you this. I'm going to help you. An empowerment to prosper is how God would play your hand. Mm -hmm. Anybody know anything about spades, cars? It is how God would play your hand. Mm -hmm. An empowerment to prosper is the supernatural wisdom of what God would do in your situation. In other words, in my hand, for us, for the spades players, I see six, but God sees nine. I see six in a possible, but he can run a Boston with my hand. He knows how to play the hand. Oh, that's good. God, I thank you that you know how to play my hand. God knows how to play my hand. Mm -hmm. So the reason that we talk about saying, what did God say? is because no matter what hand we've been dealt, we need to know how to play it. The tithe says, I am going to release an empowerment so that you know how to play every hand. Mm -hmm. Now, you may have a deficit right now, mm -hmm. friend, but you're not stuck with that deficit mm -hmm. because you have a God who will release an empowerment to show you how to play the hand. That's now, what I said. The Lord knows how to play every hand. So, so, so you can give up the excuses that you are so unique that, 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 that no one has ever seen your hand. God has seen your hand. God, has God seen can your play hand. your hand. Listen, you may be saying for spade players, you may be saying, I'll have no spades and I'll have no face cards. Baby, God can still win with that hand. <laughs> yep. Some of you feel like that. You like my credit is bad. Mm. My account is in the deficit. I don't make enough money. But come on, Pastor Nitro. Yes. A skilled, skilled player, player yes. can do great things with a mediocre or bad yes. hand. Let me tell you a funny story. Taylor and her friend Rock had been playing spades mm -hmm. down in college. They had been run, they had been wrecking people down there at UCA. They came home one weekend and they wanted to sit down with some old heads in place. And they was talking big noise. Baby, and they was talking big stuff. And actually, one hand, it looked like they had us because they should have run a boss. Mm -hmm. The problem is they had the cards, but not the skill. Come on. See, some of you, the reason that you haven't run the Boston over your debt yet mm. is that you got the cars, but you ain't got the skill. Mm. You look to yourself. You look to the experts of the world. You look to people who do not engage with the principles of God. So whether you got zero books or whether you got all of the books, you still need the Holy Ghost to teach you how to play the mm -hmm. hand. Mm -hmm. Y'all better stop and give God praise. And sure you right better there. stop and give God <laughs> praise. I love what Joshua said. Happy birthday. Joshua's birthday was yesterday. I love what Joshua said. Many of you have got knowledge, but you lack the supernatural wisdom. Mm. And this is the reason we need to hear from God. My God. Because the Strickland's 
and the Dennis family could have the exact same challenge and God not tell us to handle it the same way. Amen. Amen. Because God speaks to us universally, but he comes and he directs us uniquely. And we have to remember that. Listen, this one y'all need to be hardened. Y'all need to be fired. Y'all need to be in it. You because, and this is why we need teaching. Because if we just read Malachi 3 and we don't know what a poured out blessing is, we are looking for money when God is giving strategy. And when, and, and when he says there won't be room to receive it, he really is saying, I'll give you so much empowerment that you'll be able to go and distribute that empowerment. Absolutely. The people will come to you not knowing what to do. And, and I've poured so much wisdom into you, right? You'll be able to give them wisdom in order to operate in their life. He said, it'd be so much you won't have room to receive it. It happens. To, it, it has happened to me ever since I tapped into the ability to use my gifts to make money. Mm -hmm. I literally can be talking to someone and tell them where their money yep. is. It is. It is an empowerment. It's an empowerment that you can do more than you could have done yes. by yourself. Yeah. And so then he says, and, and, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a conjunction, right? And, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Be clear who he's rebuking him for. I will rebuke the devourer for, for you. you. You brought the tithe in because you cared about my, my house. house. So then I'm going to let you prove me to see if I will not give you supernatural solutions that will cause you to be empowered in every season. And I will give you so many supernatural solutions that others will begin to come to you for supernatural solutions. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruit of of your grain mm -hmm. neither shall your vine cast her fruit before its time said the lord of hosts now i want i want you to understand this sounds like prosperity to me it sounds like prosperity to me now i want to say this again in case y'all missed it some of you are asking for money and god is trying to give you strategies yes. and some of you are missing the strategies because you're looking for money but the strategies if you implement will produce the money that you desire and it will produce the money more than one time mm -hmm. many of you have settled and you have relegated your lives to looking for someone that will give you money instead of giving you a strategy. In fact, I hear the Lord saying that some of you actually despise strategy because you would rather have money. Mm. But until you learn to love the strategies of heaven, you will always be in a situation where you will be at the mercy of the economy. Mm. We are never supposed to live at the mercy of the economy because we have a supernatural God who has promised us supernatural wisdom. And somebody said, I'll take strategy. Remember Alex Trebek, I'll take strategy for 500, <laughs> right. Alex. I'll take strategy. Can somebody come over here and say, I'll take the strategy. Mm -hmm. You got to train yourself to take the strategy, right? And so if we go on, Pastor Edwin and I were looking at this, the purpose of the tithe is that it is an act of obedience. And my obedience gives me the access code to get the strategy. Mm. Now, this go bug some of y'all. People always say, why are there so many rich heathens? Because if you practice the principle, you still unlock the door for the strategy. Mm -hmm. 
The challenge for a lot of believers is that they spend so much time worried about why the heathen has what they have instead of doing what God told them to do so they could have what they're supposed to have. So we, we, we were using a card example. So let's stick with the card example. Okay. Let's switch from spades to uno. Let's go. Okay. We know that you can go to Google and you can find the official rules to uno. Mm -hmm. Now, if you happen to go to most people's households, they have their own rules about uno. Absolutely. So if you are a great uno player, at your house, but at your house, you can't double stack reverses. And you come to my house and we double stack reverses, you might think you're a great player, but playing by your rules at my house won't cause you to be successful. So what happens for many believers is that we leave one house, the kingdom of the devil, out here in the world. We come over here to the kingdom of light and the kingdom of God. But what we keep trying to do is play by the rules over in this other system. And what we have to learn is that if you're going to live in a system, you got to learn how to play the game and the rules in that system. So if we're born again, if we're born again believers, I need to find out what are the principles and the rules to be successful in the kingdom of God. The reason people in the world are successful is because they're playing by those rules. The people who aren't successful are the people who are trying to live in one system and play the rules in another. And if you've ever played Uno, you know that's true because you've gone places and people say, well, you can't give me eight draw fours. How come I can't? Because at my house, we stack draw fours. So now you got 32 cards in your hand. But the reality of it is at your house, you only can take one at a time. So you might feel getting a draw four is not that big, uh, that big deal. But you, Chris said it. You got to know God's house rules. You got to know God's house rules. So, again, can you understand that if you misinterpret the scripture about the tithe, you don't know the housework rules. Yes. So you're wondering why God isn't just giving you money. And he said, I did not promise to give you money. Yes. I promised to give yes. you strategy. So you're so so listen, this is what's happening. When you don't know the house rules, yes. when you don't know the tithe is about releasing wisdom and strategy, and you can confirm that in Deuteronomy 8. He says, I have given you the power to create wealth. Mm -hmm. He did not say I was giving you money. I, he did not he say said I, I was giving you blessing, money. The empowerment to create it. I've given you the ability to create. So now understand this. If the Bible says my people perish mm -hmm. for lack of knowledge. Not because they don't have knowledge, because but because they reject They it. reject knowledge. So if I misinterpret or I don't like the way the house rules stack up and say I got to do something. And I think I see. And this is one of the problems with people believing that they can just name and claim. It, right. Mm -hmm. You think that you can pray for money when that's not the biblical. That's not the house rules nope. for how you get money. Nope. No, no, let pause. Say lot. The house rules for getting money is not to pray for money. The house rules for getting money is to participate in what produces money. It is to is to participate in the strategy that will get you the outcome that you need. Amen. In fact, you cannot scripturally see any place where Jesus just tells somebody, because you love me, I'm about to bring you some money. In, in even fact, Peter, there you go. Even Peter had to go and use the skill that he had to pull up the first fish. Yeah, he told him to go fish. This idea that you can just sit back, bring your tithe, 
sit and sow and not do the work that God is calling you to do is deception. And it then not only relates it results in you being offended with God, it then results in you being offended with the men and women of God who tell you to sow because now you think because magic didn't happen that they lied. But Ecclesiastes tells us we sow and we work. Ask your neighbor, what's the work you're supposed to be mm -hmm. doing? What's the work? What's the work you're supposed to be doing? When I don't know that God is strategic and I'm looking for money, then when God raises up somebody that says, hey, Everett, you should, you should submit this contract for this contract right here. Oh, no, 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 no. I know God is going to make a way somehow. I know God is going to do something. So God is giving us instructions. He is telling us what to do. And many of us, let me say this, you are tithing, you are sowing, but you are not doing the work that will get the results. Because Pastor when you said it on the way over here, you can be busy and not be productive. Yes, and some people mistake the two. Being busy doesn't mean you're being productive. And in the same way, we got to remember when we talk about work, and I know that I know we know it, but I want to say it so that say I'm, it. I am being consistent. We're not talking about toiling. That's a different four-letter word. We're talking about work. We're talking about you taking action steps based on what God has directed. That's the work. When he told Adam and Eve to work the garden or to tend the garden, he wasn't asking them to be out there uh, toiling, working and not producing anything. He said he wanted you to work. So when we talk about work, don't, don't, don't think of work being a, a dirty word. Work is just the actions that God has told you to take. It is the action God has told you to take. And so the reason we have to understand strategy, we have to understand um, we have to understand that tithing is a strategy to cause the people of God to succeed. Mm -hmm. Put that in the comments. Tithing is a strategy to cause the people of God to succeed. Right. So when we obey, we position ourselves for instruction that will cause us to prosper in every season. Mm -hmm. I love what Dexter Lee says. And the only work he has obligated himself to prosper is the work he has called That's you right. to. That's right. And the only work that God is obligated has obligated himself to prosper is the work he has called you to do. Mm -hmm. Ooh, this is so good. Mm -hmm. Secondly, so the first thing about tithing is that tithing is an act of obedience. The second thing about tithing is that tithing is a way for us to acknowledge mm -hmm. that God is our source. Yes. Everybody put this in the comments. God is, God our, source. is our source. Yes. Let me tell you something. If you are ever facing any financial challenge, any challenge, but we specifically talking about finances, and you look at anything before you look at God, you have something else in first place. Mm -hmm. If you look at anything before you look at God, and how many times do we look at our spouse? Do we look at our checking account? 
Do we look at how much credit we have? Do we look at what's in our retirement accounts? How many times do we look to somebody else besides God? And, and, and listen, do you got to break up with this so to this decree? Let me tell you what I hear people say a lot. They'll say this time of year, they'll say, I'll take care of it when I get my taxes. Mm -hmm. You don't realize that even though you don't mean any harm, you just said your taxes is are your, your source. Your source. Yeah. The problem with your taxes is that no matter how big your return is, it ain't big enough to take care of you. Right. We say, I remember when the Lord said to me when I was staying at home and I was staying at home with the kids, my business wasn't making very much money. He said, stop putting the weight on Edwin mm -hmm. for what you need. Tell me what you need and I will tell you what to do. Now, sometimes he did send me to Edwin, but there were many other times that he gave me a supernatural solution that I never would have come up with by myself because I stopped and said, what do you want me to do? Yeah, it's the same thing that God did with me with, with this ministry. I remember and I'm a transparent moment. There were years that I was like, God, I, we need more people. We need more people. We need more people. We want to, you got all these things you're calling us to do, but I don't have enough people to do it. And I remember I said that, you know, for a while, off and on to different things. And I remember one time the Holy Spirit spoke to me so strong and he said to me, he said, you think that people are your source. Mm. He said, and because you think people are your source, you keep waiting on them. Well, thanks. he said, but I already have everything you need. And when I took my focus off of the number of people that we needed in the ministry and just said, God, you are our source. Literally everything we've needed, God has brought it to pass, even if the number of people were, were less than when I was saying that to God earlier, because God's like, I don't need people to get. He said it in this way. I don't need you. To depend on people to get done what I need done. I will speak to the people who I need to partner with me to get done what you need done. And that's what we have to see. We have to see God as our source. But seeing God as your source don't mean you sit back on your do nothing and do nothing. What it means is I don't look toward anybody else to be my answer but God. And then God, whoever you tell me to connect with or talk to or who, whatever direction you tell me to move, I'll do that. But God, you are the source. God is my source. So when we made the decision to tithe all those years yeah. ago what to was be it? faithful in the tithe. I always say 2001, but it was 2000. It was it was it was actually 1999. It was November it was 1999. Going into 2000. It was going into 2000, 1999. When we sat down and we said, we make a covenant agreement yep. in this marriage. We will never take the tithe again. We will never steal. We will never No matter steal. what. We said no. we'll, we'll, we'll sit in the we'll, dark if we have to. But see, here's the thing. Many of you have never drawn the line in the sand like that, which is why the enemy punks you about the tithe. Mm. Now, listen, I'm not judging you. We have been punked about the tithe oh, many times. Many, 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 many we times. have been punked about what tires would punk yep. us about the tithe. Yep. Daycare would punk <laughs> us about the tithe. New appliances, New appliances would punk us about the tithe. Everything was always punking us about the tithe. So I'm not judging you. We made a decision that November. I'll never forget But we are it. saying you aren't exempt. 
We're saying you're not exempt. That you're going to have to do the same thing we did in order to see the same kind of results in your life. Because God doesn't take his principles and, 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 don't, and, and apply them differently to different people because he feel bad for you. Oh, so we made this decision that we were going to tie, right? And But we drew a line in the sand. This is what we said. Yeah. We said, even if we have to sit in the dark, we do not care. We will never steal from God again. And do you know what has happened? We have never sat in the dark. And God didn't, it didn't take all day because that, that Christmas, we had told all of our family that, look, we, we can't do Christmas gifts this year. You know, we can give y'all a picture of us in a frame or something, but 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 we can't but, be by the frame but, no. but, but but we are not robbing God all the time. And we had Taylor at the time. Now you shared the story before about what Shante's mom did for Taylor that Christmas. Who didn't even know yes. any of that. Right. So literally, guys, we made a decision to tithe. We sat down. In order to tie that year, it was gonna take all of the money we had. I think we had twelve dollars and something for like three weeks or something. It was a crazy here number. was the first thing to happen. We went to the daycare to pay the yep. daycare. That was the first thing. We went to the daycare to pay the daycare for two weeks, and they told us that the daycare had been paid. Because if we, we had, had paid because we had paid the daycare, we we're gonna have like twelve dollars. We're gonna have like twelve dollars, right? So we go to pay the daycare. And she says, you have a credit here of two weeks. Anybody ever paid daycare well enough to know that you know you, know you, you ain't paid no credit? You know you ain't got weeks. no credit. When you, you, know, you didn't have no money in the first place. You ain't had no credit because you ain't had no money, right? <laughs> so the first thing is that we get two weeks of daycare back. The next thing that happens the exact same weekend is Edwin's mother goes to the grocery store and buys us some basics and said, I was in the grocery store and I just thought y'all might need mm -hmm. some milk. I thought y'all might need some cereal. I thought y'all might need some meat. And she just brought us some and groceries. And we sure did. And we <laughs> sure did. Right now, Shantae calls me and says, my mama said to ask you what is on Taylor's list. She wants to buy all of Taylor's Christmas presents this year mm -hmm. so we ended up with food with money for gas daycare daycare pay. and christmas and it was more than we could have done had we continued to steal mm -hmm. and there are so many people in here who have these testimonies there's so many people so in many. here yep. who have these testimonies that you honor god now the other thing is that once you honor god you gotta follow the rest of the instructions. And we didn't do that trying to get something. Yes. We were just sick and tired of knowing a principle and letting the devil punk us out of living what we knew was right. Come on, tell truth. It, it wasn't about what we was going to get or anything, but we were sick and tired of saying we trusted and believed God and every financial thing came our way. We went with the enemy. You know what, guys? We didn't even know about prosperity back no. then. We didn't even know. We, we, we didn't know anybody who lived prosperously. Not that we knew close up. We didn't know about that, that there were promises in the Bible that God would provide. What we knew is that we loved God and we were not going to cheat him anymore. Nope. We were like, God has been too good to us. For us to continue to allow the pressures of life to cause us to betray and dishonor God. Mm -hmm. Nobody else can pass that test for you. Yep. Right. You so it acknowledges God as our source. 
right? Mm -hmm. And then the third thing the tithing does is that it helps support the work of the church in mm -hmm. its ministry. We just said mm -hmm. that in Malachi. He says, the when I tithe, we put meat in God's house. Mm -hmm. One of the things that's always so interesting to me about the body of Christ, the research tells us um, that what's the percentage of believers that tithe? 20%. 20% of believers tithe. 20% of believers tithe. Consistently. Consistently. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just going to tell you, if you don't tithe consistently, you, you don't tithe. tithe. Right, right. I know a lot of people be like, <laughs> right, no, right. you can't tithe sometimes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You, you either tithe or you don't. Okay? So 20%. So that number is actually probably lower than based on what Bernie's research says. So, but, it, go, but go ahead. Let's say 20%. I, di I digress. 20% of the people say they tithe, right? And you wonder... Why in the world the church can't do all the things it's supposed to do? Now, with 20% of the people tithing, the world and the church expects us to be able to take care of every single need that someone has. Mm -hmm. I've watched people be like, why did this building campaign never get done? You don't tithe. <laughs> what did you think your $15 a year was going to do for the building mm -hmm. campaign? And so what happens is, is that when we don't all play our role, we can't make as big of an impact as we could make. Mm -hmm. We thank God for everything that this ministry is able to do with the scholarships, with being a blessing to people, with being able to support our staff. But imagine if, if the confession of 100% tithers was a reality. Understand that if that was a reality, those $10,000 scholarships would fast become tuition scholarships, mm -hmm. right? It's why you can do more with eight committed people than 80 lukewarm people. It's the reason. Because those eight committed, they do more than the eight than the eighty who are who are not committed at all, or sometimes, as you say, a part time tither, which which is not even a thing, right? It's not about, and that's why God was like, "You don't need people. I'm your source. I can give you a few people to do more than what you think you could do by gathering a hundred or two hundred people together." And I want everybody who's a giver, I want y'all to begin to clap right now because I want you to know this: the word on the streets is that FOC makes a difference. And people are constantly amazed. We go to pastors' conferences. Mm -hmm. we, we get on pastor Zooms. We talk to other pastors. And people are literally amazed at the numbers that we have. And we always tell them it's because we say we have 100% tithers. We have 100% tithers. We, because, the, because the people who tithe are the tithers. <laughs> we have 100% tithers. We have 100% tithers, <laughs> right? But some of you are in the house and you're missing out on mm -hmm. what God has for you mm -hmm. because you won't participate in the system. That's right. The system is designed to preserve you. Mm. The system is designed to preserve you. Say tithing preserves me, right? It preserves me. It shows that God is my source. It provides for the house of God. And then the fourth thing it does mm. is it helps me to develop a generous and giving heart. Mm -hmm. Tithing helps us to cultivate that spirit of generosity and gratitude so that when Holy Spirit speaks to us about giving, 
it doesn't become this fight that we're having to obey God because we said, number one, it's an act of obedience. So he's training us to be obedient to that unction. So when God talks to us about doing something, we've already trained ourselves to be generous. And we know the Bible says that God loves, God loves the generous giver, right? And so the, the last thing that tithing does is it helps us to express God's provision and blessings in our lives, right? To experience God's provision. Tithing uh, allows us to experience or to express God's provision and blessing in our lives. And we want to see, we, God wants us to partner with him because he wants to do so much for us. That's the, the truth of the matter is that's why he made this available. He said, here is how I'm going to be able to bless you and, and guarantee you keep the empowerment, right? The effect of this empowerment. Here's how I'm going to give you the wisdom to produce the thing that you desire and how you're going to keep it. You're going to partner with me in the tithe. So there's always meat in my house. So that the people who I've instructed to be uh, uh, apostles over that house or have authority over that house can be a blessing to those who don't know me, which will draw them to me. And at the same time, I'm going to rebuke this devour for your sake so he can't come and destroy everything that you're doing. The cycle is amazing if you think about it. It absolutely is. And if you ever fully get in it and you get all of the components working, mm -hmm. right? You're, you're, you're bringing your tithe. You're obeying God in the daily instructions. You're bringing your seed. You got the right confession. Man, you will see so much increase and prosperity in your life that Amos 9 will become a reality for you. It Things will begin to happen so fast your head will spin. And I tell people, and I want to insert this, you gotta, you have to hear God because if not, especially in today's time, you know, there you can turn, get on Facebook at any moment and someone's teaching. And that's great. That's wonderful. But you can't sit around and just watch everybody and just so every time somebody tell you to sow because you think that someone is going to do it for you. You have to be obedient to God. You need to find out what is God saying to you? Where has God called you? And if God hasn't called, if, if God has called you to a, a, a place where you're being fed, then you ask Holy Spirit. It, should I be giving? Because there's times we both said in service before and people said, hey, I want everybody to come and sow and blah, blah, blah. And we talked to each other. And neither one of us felt like it was time to sow. And when we and, and, and if the Holy Spirit didn't tell us to sow, then we didn't. We didn't. You don't get caught up into emotional giving. Let me say it that way. You don't get caught up into emotional giving. But can I say this? The people who are inclined to get caught up into emotional giving are the people looking for magic. Yeah, that's true. The people who are caught yep. up, who get written, and this is why what you got to own yourself. If you, number one, you don't need God to tell you to tithe to the house where you get fed because he's already told he's already you that. You, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, already yeah, given yeah, you yeah, that yeah. instruction. Absolutely, absolutely. So you don't need God to speak to you. No one needs God to speak to you right now and say, pay your tithe today. Mm -hmm. That's a given. Yes. You don't need God to tell you to, to give an offering. Right. Now, what you need, because that is universal, mm -hmm. what you need is uniqueness mm -hmm. where God says to you, here is how much your offering mm -hmm. is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I have seen is that believers are always chasing the shiny object mm. and they're chasing the shiny object to avoid doing the mundane work. Mm -hmm. So what people do is 
This is no shade. And anybody who's ever messaged us will tell you that we have said this. Listen, we are not going to tell someone who goes to another church to bring their tie to us. No. Your tie belongs where you're getting fed. Now, if you say you aren't getting fed at your church, right. that's a different conversation. That's right. That is a different conversation. Because I listen a lot to Dr. Ivy Hillier. I listen a lot to mom and dad. So when I have an opportunity to sow, that's where I sow. But my tithe goes to Fellowship of Champions. That's who I tithe to. This is my church home. I have the opportunity to pastor here, which is wonderful, but this is my church. I learn from you. I learn from you, from Pastor Rap, Pastor Chris, John, anybody we have leading, I learn from them. So I tithe here, but I may sow other places, but, I, but my tithe and my offering comes here. You also have to grow up in the emotionalism so you aren't manipulated. But I want to say again, the manipulation comes because from of looking what you're for seeking. magic. Yes. You're looking for a quick fix. You're looking for a quick fix. So you're running every day looking for some place to sow because you're trying to avoid the work that God told you to do. And this is so important because if you are not mature in your giving, you are in the same way that me and Pastor Rick talk about not getting punked out of your time. Don't get manipulated out of your seed mm -hmm. because you don't have maturity. Mm -hmm. See, being punked out of our time was a sign of immaturity, mm -hmm. but being manipulated out of your seed is also a sign of immaturity. Mm -hmm. yep. It is the wisdom to sit and say, and I have been in services. You guys know that, especially before the pandemic, I traveled and I preached a lot, right? I have been in services where I am watching people get emotionally engaged. Mm. And when you get emotionally engaged, now you cannot discern from I want to give mm -hmm. to God told me to give. Right. Don't get manipulated because it is an, a sign mm -hmm. of maturity. Mm -hmm. I love what Chris says. I tithe where I'm being fed. I'll never give Wendy's my money for the food I receive from Chick-fil-A. That's right. Right? That's right. And so this is just so important. Listen, this is so. We, we want to demonstrate that we trust God. Mm -hmm. Tithing is designed to prosper us, but we want to lay this foundation. How many of you have some, 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 some deeper roots now about tithing? That, that you can use. Why? Because when we begin to lay offering on top of that, when we begin to lay work on top of that, then we're building a firm foundation. Mm -hmm. We're building a firm foundation. But in the, in, in, in the kingdom, the tithe is the first layer of the foundation. And then the offering and the work go on top mm -hmm. of that, right? Man, this is so good to me right mm -hmm. here. I hope this is good to you, right? Mm -hmm. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, it says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim with new wine. Mm -hmm. I don't know where people keep getting from that there is prosperity outside of obedience. 
I, I, I don't even know that I don't know any. And when we say prosperity, we aren't just talking about money, but we are talking about money. we are talking about money. Today. But we're not just talking about money because total life prosperity is what is what you receive when you partner with God with the tithe. It's not just money. He didn't say I was going to pour you out a blessing and empowerment to get money. He said, I'm just going to pour you out an empowerment, a blessing, and it won't be room to receive it. It was to every area of your life. And, and, and I will always teach and always talk about total life prosperity, which includes money, but it's not just money. It's not just money. Amen. You know, and it's important because, you know, we talked about the purposes of the tithe. And part of the things we said was that one of the purposes of the tithe is for God to position his people to prosper. The reason he wants us to prosper is because what it does when we start to partner with God, what it does for us, it helps to solidify and demonstrate our trust to God. That's what that's really what the tithe has done for me personally, because when I saw it was when I saw the way and not even having an expectation or knowledge to know that. But when I saw when we made that decision going into 2000, that we didn't care if we had to have our lights off, that we would buy candles and sit in the dark, but we weren't going to rob God again. And to see how God worked it out so that we didn't just have $12, so that we did not have to spend that $12 on food, so that we didn't even have to spend the money from daycare just on food. Somebody gave us gas. Taylor got Christmas presents that year. When I saw all of that, how do you go back from that to not trusting God? And some of you have just never done it with any consistency to let God be God, to let God show up and do in your life what he wants to do. You, you had a plan B. We didn't have a plan B. We didn't have a plan B. Or what happens for people sometimes, babe, is that they tithe enough to break the pain. So they're consistent enough to get some of those breakthroughs that we talk about, right? And then they go back to the way that they used to live. You know, the Bible talks about a dog returning to its vomit. For 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 God to to for you to for so anybody to say, and we were there before, but for to, to have in your mind, I'm going to do this, and then when the pain subsides, I'm gonna go back to what I was. Do you not? It was like the, it's like we laugh at the children of Israel, right? Because it's like God delivered them, and then what did they do? They said, "We would to God that we, we were back, back in Egypt." But well, why would you want to be back in a place that was literally whooping your behind? But that's what happens. We 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 don't we don't tithe. We get our behinds whooped. We start to tithe. Things get a little better, and then we go back to not tithing again. It's like what is wrong with us? And we know we have an adversary. The enemy wants to confuse us and confound us and make us go through this bad cycle of, of, of pain, pleasure, pain, pleasure. God says, mm. I want your days to be days of heaven on earth. Well, how does that happen? By solidifying the fact that we trust and honor God. And one of the ways we get to demonstrate that is through the tithe. Mm -hmm. Tithing helps us prioritize our finances. Mm, yes, it does. Tithing helps us prioritize our finances. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. You are a bad steward if you're spending other people's money. Mm. If you're spending God money, you're a bad steward. Mm. You got to prioritize your finances. Mm -hmm. You know, when we sit down to buy a house, to buy a car, to buy anything, for us in the budget, the tithing is there. It's not a bill for us, but it is in the budget for us. And, and, it's, and it's at the top of the budget it's for the us. It's the top of the budget for us. 
So when we're so when we go in to buy something and they say you can afford at this level, the question is, can I afford at this level without robbing God? If I cannot, then this is not what is for me. There must be something else for me until I can get this without robbing mm -hmm. God. Because why do I want to be in a house that the, the empowerment of God isn't on? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why do I want to do that? So it causes me to prioritize my finances. It puts me in a place where I'm seeking the kingdom and its righteousness First. And when we prioritize God's kingdom, he takes care of our needs. Yes. He takes care of our needs when we prioritize his kingdom first, which is what the Bible says. And you just said it, Matthew 6, 33, it says, seek ye first the kingdom or his kingdom and his righteousness. And then all of these things will be added. So we decide tithing is on our list. Everything else we need, God takes care of. And that's, that's just the way we live. And it's important that people understand that if you want to, to have that kind of results in your life, you have to have that kind of thinking in your life. Yeah, does this make sense, guys? What are y'all taking from this? How can you apply this to your life? Because we're always done. We're almost done, right? So we know we want to have this heart of generosity, right? But tithing is not just about giving money to the church. It is about Put using the tithe to provide for God's house and position our own families for prosperity. Mm -hmm. So when I give and I, I just I cannot explain this. We were talking about this the other day. I don't know why pastors don't tithe. It is baffling to me that pastors don't tithe. I am confused by why they don't tithe. I have watched God. Because being a pastor doesn't exempt you from God's word. It does not exempt you from God's word. I have watched God do things in our finances that nobody can ever convince me that anybody did but God. It makes no natural sense. It makes no natural sense. And I want to encourage some of you in the beginning in the beginning, it was just enough. Mm -hmm. The provision was just enough. But the more we were faithful and the more we came into agreement, the just enough became more than enough. And now we live in this place of abundance and overflow that literally even still, yes, God has increased the work of our hands. Yes, God has increased the investments, but even still, it doesn't make sense. When we get our giving statement back, man, when we get our giving statement back, we are blown away by how much we have given to the ministry and other sources and what we have still been able to do. Mm -hmm. And that's how God wants all of us to leave. And it gets gooder and gooder every it year. It gets gooder and gooder and gooder. And so that, you know, when we talk about that year that we in, in 1999, when we made that decision to tie, 
What what many of you have heard the testimony of is that we we got those immediate provisions, but then we went to Bishop Jake's New Year's Eve mm -hmm. service and we sold an offering, a dollar for however many oh, years year we were. Yeah. And the Lord said, and, and Bishop Jake said, write on this piece of paper what you want, right? And I wanted a house by the end of 2000. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be in a house by Christmas of 2000. In the natural, guys, there was no way we could afford a house. Mm -hmm. In the Why? We had gone to college. Our parents didn't have resources. We had credit card debts. You know, we, we got them credit cards for the water bottle and the T-shirt. Mm -hmm. We had made bad financial choices because we didn't know anything else. And so we began, you know, God just, we kept tithing. We just kept tithing. At, the, at that point, our offering wasn't very much, maybe $5, but we were so faithful over that because we just wanted to honor God. We just wanted to honor God. We wanted to honor God. Then that August, babe, got a, that July, babe, got a better job, mm -hmm. making more money, right? Mm -hmm. And then God is just leading us. He's directing us. He's giving us strategy. Everybody say strategy. Strategy. He, we getting ready to move back to Fayetteville and he's, the Lord says to me one day, he says, Sean, I want you to give all of the living room furniture away. We had just paid had that just furniture paid off. off. We had just paid it off. We had just paid we that had furniture just, off. We, we had just paid that furniture off. And, and I said to you, when you said the Lord told me to give all of our living room furniture away. And I said, listen, I trust the God in you, but I need you to know if we do this, we're not putting any more furniture on debt. We're going to live without furniture until God can't provide. And that's exactly what happened. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> we gave that all of our living room furniture away. So the Lord told us to sew our living room furniture. Yep. When I called the person, the person said literally they had been sitting there praying, saying they couldn't afford furniture. They was ashamed for people to come over because their furniture was so bad. We gave them our furniture. Yep. We moved into this apartment. I'm this the testimonies to stare your faith, guys. That's right. To get ready to go because you need testimonies to stare your faith. And you need to see that it's that it's not always pretty in the process it's not always sometimes pretty. you just have to you just, not sometimes you have to just walk it out no matter what walk it out you know it's a song about that now walk <laughs> it out kingdom walk it out you gotta walk it out so we move into this apartment yeah. we don't have any furniture we have an office we chair. have an office chair Shantae is still pregnant with Trey so she get the chair when she come over yeah. every all the rest of us sit on the floor on blankets right then finally, we start. We came back up here. We started our first church, and this lady gave us a couch because oh, she, it, it, it was it was the it, it was the ugliest. And I praise God for it, but it was the ugliest. It couch. was ugly enough that we put a sheet over. Uh, it was so ugly. it was so ugly. But we <laughs> but had it was a, couch. a couch. We had a couch, and I'll never forget that November. That November, so a year from when we had made the yep. decision, the Lord said to me, "I thought you wanted a house yep. by Christmas because God because when you're faithful." Even in, in you're focused on God, sometimes you may forget about that little dream, but God never forgets. He wants to remind you about the dream that he gave you in the first place. Yes. He said, Sean, I thought you I thought you wanted a house. And I was really like, nothing's really changed. How are we going to get a house? And he said, give me something to work with. And we didn't think we could get a house because our credit was bad. Because our credit was bad. Because we had violated another principle. Mm -hmm. We had co-signed for somebody a car and they had not paid the car note. Mm -hmm. And so the car had been repossessed. And so we know the car had been repossessed and we knew it was on our credit. And we knew it was on our credit because we had seen it on our credit. Right. Because we had seen it. And so anyway, I'm sitting there that day and the Lord says to me, I need you to apply for a house. 
And so I get ready. I'm looking online and he says, no, I want you to use your bank. Mm -hmm. And he says, no, I want you to use this specific branch. So I call the specific branch that I hope this is staring your face today. I call the specific branch. I ask for somebody in the mortgage company and I'm talking. And this girl says, mm. is this Sean Strickland, Pastor Strickland wife? Mm. Y'all, I'm so ashamed because I done told you we got bad credit, right? I, I, well, we got bad you credit. Hang up, I you? want to hang up, but you got to walk out the process. She says to me, I know this is God. This is my last day in this job. If you get up here, our mortgage lender will finance you. Guys, I'm at home with Chase. Chase is a baby. Edwin is gone. I literally have given somebody else my car to get to work because I don't need a car because I'm not going and nowhere. somebody else did. So see, that's still that generosity going out. You had given someone a car to drive to work because you were at home. But now you need a car. But now I need a car. So I call this lady who goes to our church and I say, is there any way you can watch Chase and let me use your car to go to the bank? I go to the bank. I'm still a little shame, y'all, because I know our credit is bad. We go in there and the lady says, can I have your, the, the lady who told me to come introduces me. She says, listen, you need to get them a house. You need to make it happen. It was so funny because it was like she was telling her what to do, even though it was her assistant. She asked for our social security information. She asked for our income, different stuff like that. And I'm at work. I don't know nothing you, about you this. At work. You don't know anything about this. And she comes back and she says, I had said to her, I'm, I'm just not sure if we'll qualify for a house. And she says, I'm not sure why you think you wouldn't qualify for a house. She says you are pre-qualified for $125,000 in less than an hour from the time I made the phone call. I'm sitting at the thing and the lady gives me a pre-approval letter for $125,000. She shows us me my credit report. Now remember there, what was on the credit report. There is no repossession on our credit report. God did. It never came back. It's never been back since. It's never been back since. And it wasn't no seven years. <laughs> and it wasn't seven years. It hadn't even been two years. It hadn't years. been two years. You're it had right. not been two years since that had happened. And it's not on our credit report. And she says to you, I don't know why you think you got bad credit. I don't know credit. why you think you got bad credit. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm not going to tell you about what I saw because I don't need you right, to do no right, digging. Right. She gives me a pre-approval letter. I call strict. I say, babe, guess what? We just got pre-approved for a house for $125,000. And I said, girl, ain't nobody approved us for no house. I said, ain't, I said, quit playing. I got kids at this school I got to watch. Ain't nobody approved us for no house. <laughs> and so I drove up there yeah. and I showed, showed him the, the piece of yeah. paper. I showed him the letter. And by Christmas, we were in our house. In a year, God turned it. But I want to say this too. The truth of it is, is that that's an example of what it means to do it afraid. Yeah. That's an example. Doing it afraid don't mean we don't do nothing. Because even when it came time after the approval letter, we still had to trust God because we couldn't find anything that we liked in that price range. And we and we won't tell the whole story, but it ended up we ended up getting a, getting a wonderful house because we we obeyed God one last time and drove through a neighborhood one more time. No, it's the strategy, guys. It's the strategy. 
It's not duplicating what other people are doing. Right. It is the strategy. It's your ability to hear because we had to make a decision. They told us we had to have a house in that Monday if we were going to close by Christmas. And I know y'all have heard this testimony, but is this testimony staring you? Is it blessing you? See, because some of you don't understand, you can use the same process to get to the and huddle. We got a lot of new people who haven't heard this. No, you can use this same process to get to the huddle. Yeah. You can use this same process to pay off debt. You can use the same process to buy a house. You can use the same process to get a car. And let me tell y'all something, because I feel like the Lord is telling me to tell y'all this. There are some of you that you have decided that God told you not to finance because he told somebody else not to finance. Mm. But that may not be the word That's for right. you. That's right. And you got to be very, very careful about taking a word God gave somebody else and trying to apply it to your own life. She, Cynthia says she ain't heard it. Good, girl, let me tell you the rest mm -hmm. of it. So now we get this approval letter. <laughs> we out here, we looking for these houses. I'm looking for houses every single every day. day. Every day I'm looking at houses. You calling me, telling me calling about every house you see. Every house we see at the end, at almost every day, I'm taking you to one more house, yeah. right? We narrowing it down. We got a rule. We got to keep our top three. We haven't found anything that we love. Now, here is where it's so interesting to walk by faith because what we could have done was to be so thankful mm -hmm. that we got approved that we didn't get what was in our hearts yeah. to get. We just take whatever because we were we so just, happy to who get is this approval for? letter. Some of you are you some some of you when the door does open, mm -hmm. instead of letting God do what He wanted to do, mm -hmm. you just so happy that you don't even hear what he's saying. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we had been to these houses. We had kind of narrowed it down to two, but we didn't really like either one mm -hmm. of them. And, and that Saturday morning, I said to you, I said, babe, let's get up and let's ride one more time. Because there was a particular neighborhood I wanted to live and in. And I said, I said, babe, we done been through these neighborhoods. They're, 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 we have, we've seen everything that's over there. And you said, I know, but can we ride one more time? Can we ride one more time? Time. I say, well, let's go. Let's ride one more time. See what's over there. Wives, let me tell you something. You got to learn how to stand in faith. The truth of it is, Edwin is a lot more logical and sequential than I am. Mm -hmm. And so there have been many times I just, I had to say, babe, just come on. Just try one more time. Because for you, if something doesn't make sense, you like, we, ju we just rolled through there, yeah. right? And I'm like, let's ride one more time. Well, and you didn't say God said. I didn't know. You just said, let's ride one more time. And I was like, well, what's the point in that? Now, if you said God said, then that's different. But yes. yeah, but I don't even think I knew that God said. Right. I just knew that I had an unction mm. to ride one more time. It right. wasn't a God said. It was, I didn't know it was at the time. Right. It was get right. up and ride one yeah. more time. Yep. So we rode one more time. One more time. Y'all, you can, some of y'all can preach this with us. We driving through the curve. And a teacher that is, is working at the school where Pastor Edwin is the assistant principal at is standing out. Yep. And we roll the window down and start talking to her. She says, what are y'all doing? We said, we're looking for a house. She said, come in to see if you like my house. We were like, is this lady about to sell us our house? <laughs> she said, tell me if you like her this house. We go in. We love, love the house. Yes. We it's the house we've been it looking like, for. This is it. This, this is, is what it. we've been looking for. But she's living in it. She's living <laughs> in it. And this is what she says. She says, the house next door to me is brand new. It's never been lived in. It's not a sign in the yard, but the same builder 
builder, John DeWeese, mm-hmm. that built my house, built that house, and I know where the key is. Said, and I got a key. I can and I know where the key is if you want to go in <laughs> yeah. and see it. Baby, we went in that house. And it was, it was the same house, same except design. the plan was yep. flipped. Was flipped. Yep. That girl called John DeWeese before our realtor could get there. We had a contract. Yep. The truth of it is, we only even used our realtor out of honor for out all of the honor. houses How that she, she had shown, shown us. Because we never signed a, a, con- a, a letter we, thing. Because because she had shown us yep. so many houses. Yep. But we got that house with God. Listen, let me tell you something. Our realtor had told us all these things we couldn't ask for. Yep. Couldn't ask for the fence. We couldn't ask couldn't for the ask fence. For we couldn't ask for blinds. Yep. And we couldn't ask for help on closing costs. Yep. Baby, I asked that man for all of that stuff. And he did it all. Oh. Did he do it all? all he it. did it all. all of it. He gave us the good two-inch blind. Yep. Somebody know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? He gave us a fence. Yep. And he gave us money down on the down mm-hmm. payment so we could get the house. Mm-hmm. Guys, you need to know if you will obey God and do it his way. And I want to tell you this. A lot of times when you obey God, you look stupid. Mm-hmm. People think you look stupid. Now, we get to this point. I was going to say, but even then. <laughs> even then. Tell your name say, it ain't over it yet. It ain't over yet. Even then. So now it's time for the appraisal. Mm-hmm. And they come back and they say that there is something wrong with the house and we're mm-hmm. not going to be to close by Christmas. I say, something yes. Something structural was wrong. Structural was wrong with the house. I say, yes, we are. We gonna be in that house by Christmas yep. because what happens is is that your, now your faith is full. Now. Is that your experiences mm-hmm. with God are supposed to build your faith? This is what I was now convinced of. It was no way no in way. the world God had done all of this, and we weren't gonna get in that house yep. before Christmas. Yep. Now a lot of well-meaning people, even Babe, didn't want me to be disappointed. Right. You were like, babe, if we don't get in by Christmas, it's okay. It's still our house. I was like, nope, baby, we getting in this house by Christmas. So what did I have to do? I had to get on the phone and I had to find a structural engineer that would come out. See, that's just, the work part. So there's God can make you a promise, but there are still, still things in the natural that you have to do and you have to participate in. I called a bunch of people and they told me no. Mm-hmm. I called this one guy. I told him my story. He said, I will make a space for you. Baby, let me tell you something. That tithe and that obedience will make, make a space, space for you. you. It'll mm. make a space for you. That man came. Somebody ought to type that in the comments. Say, my tithe makes space for my me. My tithe makes space mm-hmm. for me. My that man comes me. and he says, all that needs to happen is another beam needs mm-hmm. to be added. I called John DeWeese. He gets somebody out there because he he motivated to sell yeah, too. Yeah. He want that house off his books before Christmas mm-hmm. too. Baby, so now they done told us. We done got this far, and they done told us, me, Sean Strickland, who's full of faith now, that they don't have no more closing appointments. No more closing Because it's the Friday before Christmas. Yep. I said, yes, y'all do. Yep. I bet y'all got a closing yep. appointment. Yep. They got a closing appointment. They called us back because my time makes space for mm-hmm. me. They said, we got one more appointment but you gotta at be 1 here o'clock. At 1 o'clock. You got to be here at 1 o'clock. I told Strick, I said, you got to leave your job. Yep. You got to be there, and we got those yep. keys. I told the, my principal what was going on, and she said, get out of here. Go. And we got those keys the Friday before Christmas, and Christmas we were in that house. Mm-hmm. Now, let me just finish this testimony as you get ready to give. If you remember, we sold our furniture, mm-hmm. and Elwood said we didn't have money for furniture. Now, even when we got in the house, he was like, we still don't have money for furniture. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you what else the Lord was working on the back end. Mm-hmm. When he had first got to Springdale, they said, 
there will not be a bonus this year. Yep. It just so happens the same Friday that we closed. What they give you, they baby? They gave us our Christmas bonus. They gave you a Christmas bonus. Yep. What did we do with that Christmas we bonus? Furniture. We bought furniture. <laughs> God, we bought furniture. God, can, can I get the seventy-seven there, y'all? To say God already know what he go do. He already. God, you already, are really type that. God, God already knows what he's, what he's going to do. do. He already so, knows. One year after deciding we would not rob God mm -hmm. and walking out faithfully what he said, mm -hmm. he literally took a repossession off of our credit, got us the house of our dreams and got us furnished. Got me a new job. In got you mm -hmm. a new job. And we didn't have money for none of it. That's right. But he made a way. He made a way. And, and, and God is no respecter of persons. And let me tell you something about Covenant Connection. Let me tell you something about Covenant Connection because we got Kim Dennis in here who heard this testimony. Now, it took me a year to get my house. Kim Dennis heard this testimony and they got their house in less than 30 days. Mm. She, she listened what, to this that's message. That's what Covenant Connection does. She it should accelerate you. Some of y'all, it shouldn't take y'all no year. The Hoskins used this testimony right. to get a house. That's right. If you are connected to us, there is a house mm -hmm. with your name on. Mm -hmm. If you are connected to us and you are a tither, there is a house with your name the on. The Marlowe's tell their testimony about what their realtor told them, everything they couldn't ask for and what wouldn't happen and how they got everything they wanted and then some. Malia, she got their, they got their house in two months. See? That's the principle of acceleration. Mm -hmm. 22, 25 years ago or whatever, it took us a year. Now we got people getting it in two months and now we got people getting it in one month. Now let me give you this testimony about the Marlowe's and then we really about to go. Y'all can get y'all because we got some we got with the Lord. We the got Lord some house some things. We got some house <laughs> testimonies up in here. So Ralph and April was looking for a house mm -hmm. and they had told us one of the things that we had them to do was to write down what the Lord said. They took us in a house and I turned around and walked out. Mm -hmm. They said, Mom and Dad, we want to show you this house. They took us in the house. I turned around and I walked out. It seemed really rude. Why am I looking at something that ain't what God told you? Mm -hmm. Why would I look at something? I'm not going to come into agreement when you done already told me what God said. Mm -hmm. They went back and they looked again. And they ended up getting everything. Mm. Everything. But let me tell you what else they have done. They had sold a washer and dryer. They, sure they had sold they seeds. Sure, they sure. Baby, they was following the instruction <laughs> of the Lord. Yep. Listen, Ralph and April brought me in that house, and I didn't even understand why we was here. I was like, is this house for somebody else? Because I'm not going to come in this house. Because <laughs> this ain't what y'all say. Because this ain't what y'all said that God told y'all y'all could have. I'm not coming in this house with y'all. I went back outside. See, you, see, let me tell you something. The thing about obedience is that obedience will fortify your faith mm -hmm. and it'll fortify your faith because when the enemy tries to tell you why you don't qualify you will be reminded that you have done what god told you to mm, do that's it that's it that's it listen y'all blessed Obedience fortifies my faith. It does. And see, the more you obey God and you get to see God's provision, it becomes this cycle and nobody can talk you out of your faith. Nobody can talk you out of your faith. And you got to be committed even if you don't see what we're talking about in the month. Even if you don't see what we're talking about in three months or six months or a year. You just got to be committed because it's the right thing to do. God will take care of the rest of it. 
He really, really will. God will take care of all of that, but you just got to be committed. I've been looking for a house for a while. Just to tell y'all where my testimony is right now. I've been looking for a house for a while. And I haven't, my, my problem is I haven't found anything that made me jump. Because the Lord said to me the other day, he said, all you got to do is find it. If you find it, it'll come, it'll, it'll become reality, right? I haven't found anything. I haven't, when I walked in the, the first house and the second house, when I walked in both of them, it's like, this is the place God has for me. Yeah, because what we right. don't, because what we don't, what we didn't say was that the house that God got us, we were in that house, what, two, was it, was it even two years? Less than 18 months. Less than 18 months, and then God gave us, a, got, got us to another house. Got us a 4,000 square foot house. Come back next week, we'll talk to you about the 4,000 square foot <laughs> house, right? We'll talk to you about the house that we was the youngest people in the neighborhood, and it didn't make sense that we was there. And we'll talk to you about that next week. I'm telling you guys, if you will obey God, yes. if you will do what he is telling you to do, he will not only preserve you mm -hmm. in this season, mm -hmm. he will prosper you. Yes, he will. And I just heard yes, the he spirit will. of the Lord yes, say, will. many of you are just trying to be preserved when he's trying to prosper. Mm. Some of you is just trying to make it. Some of you just trying to make it. You trying not to go under. You trying and to God, manage pain and he want to deliver you out of pain. Baby, and he is trying to set you up to be a whole living, walking bip, uh, epistle mm -hmm. of the goodness of God. You ain't just got to barely make it. You ain't just got to struggle. All of your testimonies ain't got to be, we didn't know what we was going to do and then the Lord made a way. Mm -hmm. some, of you, some of you are about to step into a place. Listen, some of you need to put a demand on. Listen, we're going to pay this house off early. Yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm going to strike hands with you virtually. I'm a tither. <laughs> I'm going to pay this God. house off early. Pay some Listen, cars off. I'm about Houses to pay off. some cars off early. Come on. I'm about, I, Lord, I'm about to get some rental Ooh, property. I heard in supernatural Jesus medical name. bills being, medical bills being supernatural delivered and paid for, taken off of your accounts. If you got medical bills, if you owe a hospital, you need to call them tomorrow and ask them if there's something they can do. Mm -hmm. You owe somebody some medical bills. You need to call them and ask them if there's something they can do. Mm -hmm. If they say no, call back next Monday. Mm -hmm. If they say no, mm -hmm. call back the next Monday. They're, go they're going to get rid of those bills for you. I, 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 I believe that with everything in me. I, I saw that in the spirit that there were people with medical bills being discharged from your account. And I just heard this too. Some of you going to pay a house off early, but it ain't your last house. Mm. No, no, no. That house is going to become income. Ooh, glory. Shanika mm. said, let's go ahead and pull, mm -hmm. let's, let's pull in cars. Cars, yeah, paid, cars off early. paid off early. But this is not magic. It's nope. supernatural. You're going to have to get so strategy. You do what he's telling mm -hmm. you to do. Mm -hmm. You got to do what he's telling you. Because remember, do. one of the five faith expectations is that you can believe God for what? A plan of action. That's the strategy. Gotta give it to you. That's right. Student loans paid off too. We're starting to see people uh talk Caleb about just posted how he got his right. thing. That's right. That's right. His, uh, his student loans got paid. That's off. right. We declare student loans are being paid off. Chris said, "I'm giving a 13 second praise." <laughs> I think this is a 26 second praise right here. I'm telling you, don't miss your instruction. Mm -hmm. We call right now. In fact, when you sow your seed today, when you give your offering to me, 
Shantae said we're speaking to her about the house being paid off early. Amen. Income. Amen. See, you got to learn how to know God is saying this to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not just excited about this, right. but when that you got to be like, that's mine. That's mine. That's mine. I received that so, word for my life. So now Shantae got to say, okay, God, how do I pay this house off mm -hmm. early and turn mm -hmm. it into income? Mm -hmm. Right? Listen. Somebody said, Josh got to say, how do, I, how do I pay these student loans off? How do I pay these student loans off? Yes. Trina said, car just got paid off, about to pay off a third house. Come you on, better, girl, come, come on. on. Why is this so important? I told you guys at the beginning of the year, God wants to make you a walking billboard mm -hmm. of his goodness. Mm -hmm. God is looking for some people he can be good to because he your daddy and he want to be good to. Mm -hmm. When you sow your seed today, I want you to put in the notes, supernatural strategy. Mm -hmm. That is what you're pressing in for this week. Prayer team, as you're praying this week, our prayers are about supernatural strategy. Amen. There is a release of supernatural, supernatural strategy. strategy. Not only is the strategy being released, but I can hear the strategy. Mm -hmm. Not only can I hear the strategy, but I do the strategy. Mm -hmm. And the strategy produces. Mm -hmm. It is a time for supernatural strategy. I want you to grab. I want you, if you got a business, I want you to grab something that represents your business and lay your hands on it and say supernatural strategy. Supernatural strategies. You represent my business. Supernatural strategies in Jesus' name. <laughs> Supernatural strategies increase our Lord. <laughs> Come on, babe. <laughs> you know what? what am I supposed to do with this? Hey, you said lay your hands on something to represent your business. Supernatural increase. But you, I want you to, I, as an act of your faith, guys, as an act of your faith, if you if you don't have a checkbook and you just use your app release over your money mm. father i thank you for supernatural strategy I, I, I ever say he just rubbed amy too <laughs> I, I, I just I, no i i i release we release supernatural strategy Amen. not only is the strategy being released but you're receiving but i can see see it i can hear yes. and, I and i receive and respond to it i receive and I respond put some action guys we about to get out of here but i'm telling you that listen, there are going to be some people, there are going to be some people that I don't care what is happening in this economy, you're going to prosper. Yeah. I don't care because what you're is obeying happening God. in this world, you are not going to disconnect from God. You are not going backwards. You are not going, um, you are not being stagnant. You are moving forward. And God is going to take this increase of wealth that you're going to have because you're not paying all these bills. And you're going to be able to be a blessing to the kingdom. Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to be a blessing to the world. Let me tell you something. You need to just say, it's me and I'm going. It's me and I'm going. Right? Listen, part of the guiding word says that supernatural uh, happenings have already been assigned to you. Have already been assigned. Already been assigned to you. They've already been assigned. You gotta, you gotta believe that their, 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 their gates have been opened for you. And when you partner with God, there's gonna be an ease. It's gonna come over your life. Etoy, lay hands on your product. Lay hands on your product, and you begin to prophesy over your product mm -hmm. that it sells out before you can make it. Amen. That you have a waiting list of people.
That's right. Y'all call, call, call. If you have medical, listen, don't worry about how crazy it may sound. If, if you have medical bills, you call them. Some of them are going to be agreeable to you the first time they call. For some of you, you might not get the right person, but you know what? Don't let that bother you. Call back the next week. And we want to begin to hear the testimonies of how people are getting their medical bills supernaturally paid off. Listen, I just was reminded I got a medical bill testimony. Do you know that? Which one? When I got hit by the drunk driver. Oh, yeah, that's right. I got hit by the yeah. drunk driver. He didn't, have insurance, he didn't have insurance. And I had a bill. And I called up there and I asked them, I said, I got hit by a drunk driver and he doesn't have insurance and my insurance is paid. Everything is going to pay. Can you do something? And that lady had me to fill out a form and they canceled the rest of the debt. Yep. See, I got one. So now you need to pull on that anointing, right? That's been shared abroad on her life because what's been made available for her as a partner, if you're a partner, you get to participate in that same anointing. Amen. I, I believe I saw that. There, there are going to be medical bills paid off. Praise so we're going to pull up something old. Jobs and better jobs. If you're a tither, this is for you. Listen, we got that whole wheel. We, today, you got it? We, yeah, you got we, it? we sure do. Let's do uh, it. And let's get out of here. If you go to the announcement section down there at the bottom, there let's it is. do it. There it is. Let's, this is our week. Right, yes, right. We, here we, we go. Start right here. Let's start at the beginning. There you go, right there. Dear Heavenly Father, mm -hmm. as disciples of the living God, mm -hmm. we honor you today by giving our tithes, offerings, and gifts to be used in, in the fulfilling of the Great Commission. Favor, nope. That's out of order. That's out of order. <laughs> I thank you, Father. It's right there, but it's here and then there. I thank you, Father, that as I join, it's there. Where there you go. It's there. There, and it, then is. there. there it is. <laughs> nope. No. Is that is that it's out of order? <laughs> it's out of order. Listen, it's dear Heavenly Father. Thank you. Uh as a disciple of the living God, we honor you today by giving our tithes, offering, and gifts to be used in fulfilling the Great Commission. Um oh, somebody got this. In return out. for our cheerful yeah, there it is. in return for in our, return cheerful our cheerful obedience. obedience. We're we believing you for jobs and better, better jobs, raising and bonuses. bonuses Sales and commissions, benefit sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns, big checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, debts paid off, expenses decreased, blessings, uh, blessings and increase. Thank you, Father, that as I join my value system to yours, you will shower favor. Blessings and increase upon me so that I have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It is on the website. It's on the website. <laughs> if you we'll said, get it in order. Where they get that from? We'll it's on the it, website. We're we'll getting it back in order. Amen. All right. We love y'all. Come to all And if services. you come to the huddle, we'll make that declaration again at the huddle. <laughs> Listen, come to the huddle. Use your faith. Do what God is telling you to do. Send us these testimonies. There will be medical bills paid off. Amen. There will be people who get houses. There will be jobs and better jobs. Amen. There will be sellouts Amen. in your business. Amen. There are people looking for you right now. In Jesus' name, we bless you. We honor you. Come to service this week. Get in your word this mm -hmm. week. See you at the huddle March 5th, 11 a.m. And if you want to know anything about Live Your Dreams, then you can come on over to my personal page and get that information. All right, y'all have an amazing day. Celebrate Black History Month as we continue to uh, celebrate this month. Amen. My right. black is beautiful. <laughs> my black is beautiful. All right. Love y'all. Bye-bye.